So here we're going to give you a history lesson on makeup. So let's get your history books out and start learning. So the basic history of stage makeup was in the very early Roman Greek times, they were very specific about carved masks and they were worn to portray characters. And with these masks was a tiny little megaphone that they put in there so that the audience could see the character and actually hear what the actor was saying. And different masks were actually familiar to the audience for the different characters that were always played. In the 1800s, they started to bring in basic methods such as chalk from the Kabuki theaters in Japan. Now, if you've seen one of my videos on Instagram before, I've given you a fun gross fact about the meaning ham it up. Literally ham it up. They used to use the mutton fat or the rhymes and put this all over your face. They'd mix it up with chalks and powders to create the right shade close enough to their foundation color. Thank goodness more sophisticated products were created. By the early 20th century, going back far, there weren't that many cosmetics out there on the market. But in some of the costume supply houses, as they used to be called, you could find a few makeup products. Foundation bases were sold in rather large sticks and these were called grease paint. This used to be applied by streaking it down the face and the body. Then you used to dip your fingers in water and then spread that all over your skin. There was shading and highlighting tone that used to be used to contour the face and then they used to use a very big heavy powder to set all of this into place. And nowadays we have beautiful products like micellar water and everything or beautiful oils to remove our makeup. Guess how they used to remove that makeup? It's pretty thick. They used to use a brush. Ouch! Dry cake rouge, that blush, that was then applied over their face. Eyeshadow was applied by artist stumps. They used to use orange wood sticks to scrape out thin little powders and apply that to the eyes. Then to put mascara on, they would use like a toothpick, an orange wood stick, a little bit thicker than a toothpick, that they would carefully coat their what was called cosmetique. It was a waxy stick component in a metal tube available in like black and brown and white colors that was applied with a toothpick. Then the product had to be melted in a teaspoon and was often used for character work. The overall look was really heavy and quite dense. Back then though, the lighting was way more harsh than it is now, so they actually did look quite natural from stage. They might look a bit scary close up though. In order to do a good job of stage, the makeup artist who was ever looking after all of the actors and theatre performers on stage would have to take everything into consideration. They had to have knowledge of the theatre planning and how it all was set up. The scene designs and the stage lighting also was helpful. The stage makeup artist had to take into consideration that about 40 feet away from the stage, the face starts to lose all of its shapes. So the makeup has to be quite strong for that distance. The makeup had to be applied for the ideal viewing of about rows five to six from the orchestra pit. So they had the stage and then the orchestra and then rows five and six were where the important people sat or the newspaper editors. So all of those people that were sitting in the first second and third rows, they really saw some heavy makeup on those performers. Makeup back then was more on the ruddy side, so that's more of the pink side. Whereas today we're talking about more warmth 
on your face. So we're matching your skin if you're more olive and tanned or darker skinned. And then if you're a little bit more paler, we're going for that warmer shade or that color that's not quite right. But back then it was quite pinkish. Before the Edwardian and Victorian eras, and you can look those ones up, oil lights and the gas dimmer lights were the lights that were used in all of the theaters. In the 1800s, that's when the carbon lighting started to come in. I want you to picture now at the theater around 20 men on one side and 20 on the other. So there was 40 men stationed around the theater to work on the lighting, on the dimming and getting everything just right. Learning about stage makeup and the history is really, really important. And knowing the difference between stage makeup and film makeup is also important. A lot of the pictures and the videos that you see on like YouTube or the tutorials are great for if you're working on screen and wanting to be on screen with your makeup or if you're going out and meeting somebody face to face. If you're doing your makeup for stage, we're not going as heavy as they used to back in the eras then, but we're certainly not having our makeup looking so beautiful and blended and glam as we would if we are just dancing normally in front of somebody. So it's really important still now for you as a dancer and a makeup artist, unless you're lucky enough to be in a production where you have the makeup artist, but nowadays, even if you get a contract, you might get an artist to come in and teach you how to do that look, especially if you get hired for something like Cirque du Soleil, that you will be taught how to do your makeup. And then before your performance, it can take two to four hours to do that look yourself and you're expected to do that look and learn how to do it right. And so it is seen from a big array of audience or if your performance is going to be filmed. So working on a dancer on a video film clip set or on stage or on a cruise ship in front of somebody is very different from each other. So I hope that's been helpful and gets you intrigued to practice your makeup differently. I have a few tutorials coming out on all the different looks, but for now, if you practice your stage makeup look, you can check back on the link on one of the videos that I've got that you can practice. And from then you can start to experiment different looks. This way you're going to be a smarter, more educated dancer and if you're going to become a performer and go into the industry it's really important that you know and understand all the differences and that you're not just being influenced on how to do glamour makeup for something that would be on Instagram or social media Facebook or YouTube so knowing exactly how to do your look and different variations and depth of your makeup is really vital and important in becoming the best artist that you can be so I hope that's been a little bit fun and educational for you with your makeup lesson today and that you can go out and teach your fellow dancers some more things about stage makeup. If that was helpful, I'd love for you to comment and subscribe, share with your friends, and I can't wait to see all of your pictures.